0: This is a PowerWorks podcast short with Glenn Power and me, James Pikeway. I want to talk about the quality control road test portion of a repair because so many people, when you say, Look, we just got to take it out for road tests, ah, don't worry, I, I trust your work, it's going to be okay. You, what percentage of the time do you think you take a vehicle out? that road test and you bring it back and you go, whoa, hold on, there's either something new or, well, okay, let's just recheck that brake caliper again. Well, we'd have to break it. So so we try, we try to, so if, if, if you were to bring the car in yeah, and say, it needs a service, but I'm hearing this noise from the back, we try to get it that myself or DJ or the service advisor will go with you before you leave the car just so we can hear what you're hearing. Hmm. Because as a technician... We'll hear something completely different. You right. drive the car every single day. You drive it. You not only hear it, you feel it. So you'll maybe have a wheel bearing that's been slowly getting worse and worse and worse over the last twenty thousand kilometers that you've not noticed how bad it is. We get in the car and all we can hear is because the wheel bearing's gone. Yeah. But you don't hear that as a daily driver of the car. You can hear this annoying little rattle or this squeak or whatever it is in the back, <laughs> which we can't get past the bearing noise because it's like ah. Yeah, this car is going to be be in the corner here. So we we have that problem. (laughs) So we always try to go with the customer. It's not always possible. We do Mm -hmm. a lot of collection and delivery for cars, so we'll pick them up. Which I like, i got to say. Yeah, which we have to do. People are busy these days, right? So we, we have to do it. So we don't always have that possibility. So in those situations where we haven't driven the car, we'll try to drive the car before the service. So, for example, if we are to do a service on a vehicle and it has a metal uh, underbody cover. Some of the Range Rovers, most convertibles, they'll have a metal underbody cover to increase the rigidity. If we okay. take that off to then be able to drain the engine oil, to change the oil filter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and to do the inspection, and then when we put that back on and we go out and drive the vehicle, if there's a noise, a knocking noise or something, that could be suspension, you're always going to have it in your head. Was that there before? Or has the technician not tightened the bolts properly on the underbody cover so we try to drive the cars before we touch them mm, okay now and do you this, make notes at that point yeah put them on so the, we'll the, the job card Okay. now obviously if the car comes with a coolant leak a fuel leak a major oil leak uh, a severe engine noise an oil pressure warning light a coolant light these sort of things we can't drive it because we don't want to risk it so again that's the category of we've done the job and then we drive it so car comes in for service we do the service, then we road test the car. The road test is part of the service because you're inspecting the vehicle mm. like on the road doing what it should do. You can't get the full understanding and appreciation of how a vehicle is operating just by looking at it on a ramp. So a massive part of the service is driving it. But we're driving it as part of the service. We're also driving it to make sure that what we've done hasn't had any negative effect or that there's nothing we've missed. So we have two road tests. So we have a service road test, which is part of the service. And then when everything's done and any extra work that may have been found has been either approved or not approved, the vehicle will then go for a QC. And then the QC has a a, a, a basic list of checking that the work that was requested has been done properly. Other basic things like lights, levels, tyre pressures, Child seats, making sure that if we've had to remove them, we've left them loose and upside down, mm. making sure that there aren't dirty fingerprints anywhere, making sure the car's clean and if it hasn't been cleaned, it's put for cleaning and then the last thing on the service sheet is on the q c sheet is final road test, so that road test is there to make sure that again you could wash the car and you might blow a door seal off door seals don't do very well here because the heat mm. so you go down the road in it and it's like well drove this an hour ago and there was no wind noise and now there's a wind noise or i drove this and now there's water sloshing around in their footsteps these things happen all the time and you don't want that to happen to a customer mm. because whilst it's a genuine mistake and a just bad luck and coincidence it doesn't matter i was in our custody and we need to make sure it goes out better than it came in so that's what we try to do and the road test is something you can't be taught You never teach anyone to do a road test. You will just pick it up. You'll just get used to it. And the best example to give somebody that's never really done a road test as a service is drive a car that's your own for six years, seven years, however many years, and you get used to everything in there, and then you go and get a new car, or you go and get a friend's car for a weekend, or you hire a car when you go on holiday you notice everything that's different on it. (laughs) Yeah, We have that 25, 30 times a week in the types of different cars that we see. And it's very hard to see. I mean, when I was at VW, I had to do a driving assessment. So I joined as an apprentice, but I had a driving license, which was relatively unusual because Mm. most apprentices join at 16, but I joined at 18. Relatively unusual, not unheard of. But because I had a driving license, well, that was a massive thing. We were, we were not a massive place, but we had a lot of customers and we had a huge new car operation. So we'd have a massive compound where it was a five or six minute drive sometimes with a car to get Uh into the garage. So for a technician to not have to do that on his efficiencies, send the apprentice. It's raining, send the apprentice, (laughs) you know, send the apprentice and the salespeople never put the keys on the right location. So the amount of time you get there with the wrong key, (laughs) So, send the apprentice. So, I had to do very, very early on. I barely got my foot in the door, was a a driving assessment with my mentor, as you'd call him, Graham. And he took me out and he tore me a new one because I was single hand turning the wheel. Oh, yeah. You were driving a rodeo. absolutely tore me a new one. (laughs) And I was like, sorry. And he's like, you've only been driving 18 months. (laughs) If that, you can't have these bad habits. That's ridiculous. How are you getting any feel from the steering column? How can you? And, And I was like, but it's right. Yeah. So driving home, you can drive with one hand there, one hand on the gear lever. But driving on a road test, you've got two hands at the 10 and 2 position on the wheel. You're making sure you're getting the maximum contact with the car. You, you're feeling how, how the seat is. Is the seat loose on the runners? Does it adjust properly? Does the steering wheel turn properly? Pajero's is a good example. When we do the service and we lift the, 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 the vehicle up, We check around it, put it back down. We're cleaning inside the car. We're doing everything else. We've done nothing to the steering. The customer picks the car up. They turn the wheel and it squeaks. There's a rubber body seal on the bulkhead that the steering column goes through. And with whatever we're doing, blowing air, vacuuming, cleaning inside, they get dust on them and they squeak and they tear and they twist. And it makes a horrible noise and it sounds like something's loose on the car just needs for a bit of a clean but these sort of things you don't pick up if you don't check them on the road and these are it's it's surprising how much a business a road test generates like you pick up on things from driving the car that you can then explain to the customer and save them a problem but also generate income for the company but b and more importantly how many problems it's it it puts an end to yeah. before the customer takes it and is like oh we had a Cayenne in last week, and the front end was fully down. The air suspension had completely collapsed on the front left. So the vehicle came in. We couldn't drive it because it was touching. The wheel was touching uh, inside the wheel arch. So when we fix the air suspension component, we fill it with nitrogen. That's a whole story in itself. And then we drive the car, and I press the brake at the end of the um, warehouse run, and It knocks. Uh, it's it's so obvious what it is we hear it all the time it's the upper suspension arms so then i'm thinking right it's been hung on our Mm. lift i hope this noise was there before because that's another thing yeah when you free the wheels on the suspension on the lift cars don't operate like that cars never have their wheels free but we can't check wheel bearings we can't Mm. check steering play without having the wheels free right and sometimes vehicles will be put down after a service and then a noise will be there that wasn't there before. That's horrible. It's part of the job you yeah, yeah. have to pick it up and explain and try to educate where possible the customer. But thankfully, the customer said, yeah, there was a noise. I was wondering about that, but I really need my car. So we'll get it booked in later. So yeah, these these road tests are, are really critical and you just have to do them and do them and do them and do them and do them. And then mm. to be honest, you'll learn more from driving with a customer and them explaining what they can hear and you tuning into that and understanding how they've come about hearing it, than you would sitting with a mechanic who's trying to teach you how to do a road test because everybody does them different. Everybody drives differently. Mm. and, And it's very, very important to just absorb as much as you can from the person whose vehicle that is because they might not want the dash rattle fixing, you know, we were hot on dash rattles at BW. I hate them. I really hate them. I can't stand <laughs> a car with a dash rattle. I've got to fix it. I've got to. I'll stop the car at the side of the road and try and fix it. But the customer doesn't care. Yeah, like I don't mind. I can't. Dis- I play the stereo yeah, so loud anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, Jaguar's always rattled. Who yeah, cares? It's, like, it's, just, but it's an old car. He really wants that noise sorting at the back that yeah. maybe I've not heard because yeah. I am tuned into something that I am looking for. So yeah, there you'll learn more from 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 driving with the customer that often than you would from a mechanic.